and on your hands you've written out my name. You get untangled here. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We are his beloved. You know, my wife is reading this book. What's it called, hon? Broken Way. And this morning she was reading a chapter to me. Here, do you want to describe it? Come on up. Yeah. No, I want you to, because you could do better than I can. Okay. Well, anyways, she's sharing with me in this book. We are talking about early Jewish teaching was when a couple were to get married, the father would fill a cup of wine and he would hand it to his son and in turn, and you got to correct me if I get this wrong, in turn, his son would go up to his bride-to-be and he would give her the cup and he would say to her, this is the new covenant which I make with you. And what else? By my blood. This is a new covenant in my blood, which I give to you. Which is exactly what Jesus said at the Last Supper. And it's a representation of the marriage of the bride and the groom. Which I thought was just amazing. And all that to say God loves you. He's bought you with his blood. And on his hands he's written out your name. Isn't that amazing? That's amazing, isn't it? So praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Today is Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all you fathers out there. I'll get preaching on that here shortly. But Grace, can you come on down? It's time to take up an offering. Amen. We do not want to pass up a blessing, especially on Father's Day. <laughs> so, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you and we praise you for all those that are giving into your kingdom. We pray, Lord God, that you would bless them abundantly, bless the work of their hands, bless their families as we give to you, and that, Lord, you would keep us, Lord God, and that you would prosper us and you would keep us healthy. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So this morning I got a new Father's Day present. And it's a cup. I am a wanderer. But I'm not lost. I was once, I was once, I once was lost, but now I'm found. See? New coffee cup, huh? And it worked out perfect because Julia made coffee cake. So I had shared my cough, new coffee cup with some coffee cake this morning, which was great. So praise the Lord. Father's Day. All right, we're going to start with a Father's Day scripture. Proverbs chapter 23, verses 23 22 to 25. Listen to your father who gave you life and do not despise your mother when she is old. 
but the tr- buy the truth and do not sell it. Get wisdom, discipline, and understanding. The father of a righteous man has great joy. He who has a wise son delights in him. May your father and mother be glad. May she who gave you birth rejoice. Amen? Amen. Amen. Our family is blessed to have good fathers who love their wives, children, and families. And if you look at this, my notes here, I had to put that in order because I had it out of order. Fathers are to love their wives, their children, and families. We are also blessed because our fathers and our family, they enjoy being fathers. (laughs) You know, they really do enjoy. I enjoy being a father. I enjoy being a grandfather. I really enjoy being a father. I enjoy being a provider and a protector. And all of our fathers are providers and protectors. And all of them are God-fearing. They all know the Lord. Which, to me, is a blessing. Because last night I was listening to the news, and it said one out of four children are raised without a father. One in four. And that's without a father, period. That's not having a stepfather or somebody else as a father role in the family. One out of four. Think about that. Out of 100%, that is 25% of our children are being raised without a father. Those are bad. Those are high numbers. High. So I'm blessed. You know, and very thankful that all of our fathers in our family have stayed the course and are committed. And I would urge you to stay committed and stay the course and never give up. No matter what adversity comes your way, a father should stand strong and and never give up on his family. Being a father is not the easiest thing to be. You have to be a leader. You have to be confident. You have to be strong. Right? But yet you have to show tenderness, nurturing, compassion, and understanding and love. All these things you will need to know. And there's many more, like patience, kindness, being merciful, being thankful, many, many more. All these things as a father you'll need to know. And you'll need to learn. And trust me, you never stop learning as a father. Because there's always new things that come up every day. And there's always new circumstances that come up through life every day. Especially as you age and get older, there's new challenges that we all have to face It's not easy. And sometimes those challenges are not 
fun. Sometimes those challenges are fun. But fathers never give up. And it's every day. Every day, we as fathers, we get to work on them every day. Every day. We get to, uh, there's a new day. Each day is a new day. Each day is a new beginning. And what my mother-in-law has always said, you should be thankful and rejoice in it. You should be glad and thankful and rejoice in it. Amen? For every day. So, fathers, happy Father's Day to you. May your day be blessed. May you be highly favored. May you walk with God and always be under His protection. May you hear Him and may you obey Him. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. So, this week... I wanted to talk to you a little bit about what God was speaking to me about. You know, and it's funny. <clears throat> because when I, listen, when I try to listen to God, trust me, it's not easy. Because of everything going on around us. That I've got to try to still my, still my thoughts. Even in the midst of craziness. But this cold front that came through on Friday... You know, when the temperatures on Friday were 80 degrees and they dropped down to 50 and it hasn't gotten warm yet, but tomorrow's a new day coming. They say it's going to warm up tomorrow. But as this cold front was going through, the wind picked up a little bit. And I shared a little bit about this this morning with my wife. But as I was listening to the wind going through the window, and thankfully, my son-in-law put new windows in our house, so on our, especially in our bedroom, and I can open up my window, which hasn't been opened in years, because I had to spray foam it shut, honestly, because the outside of the window just deteriorated and rotted. So I spray foamed it shut, and thankfully, Joe put new windows in. So now I got my side of the bedroom, and I can open up the window, and I can hear the wind come through. And when the wind comes through, it's almost like a howling. I can't describe it. But my wife wakes up and she goes, what's that? I'm like, what do you mean? It's the wind. She goes, no, 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 there's something outside. And you have to understand, you know, for those that are listening, we live in the country. She's like, there's something outside. I'm like, no, it's just the wind. No, 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 there's something outside. So I was like, okay. So we shut all the sound off in our bedroom and it was the wind. (laughs) <laughs> coming through the windows. <laughs> so I guess you had to be there. But, <laughs> but that's just how my wife is. She hears something, she kind of gets a little panicky. And that's where the fatherhood comes in. you got to be the protector, right? Amen, the husband. But So as I'm listening there to the wind, I'm praying in my mind and I'm asking God, God, what, what are you saying? What do you want to say? I want to hear you in the wind. I want to hear your voice. I want to hear what you have to say to me. What are you speaking to me about? And I kept asking God this. God, what is it that you want to say to me? What is it? 
that I'm not hearing. God, I want to hear your voice. And I kept going over this. God, I want to hear your voice. And then the scripture came to my mind about Elijah on the mountain. And if you have your Bibles, you can open up the first Kings chapter 19, verse 11. And you got to understand, <clears throat> Elijah just got done performing a miracle. We all know the story where, where they had the prophets of Baal all lined up. And Elijah said, soak my offering with water and God will come down and consume it. Not only that, dig a moat around it and fill it with water. Well, not only did the fire from God come down and consume all of Elijah's offering and, and then lapped up all the water with it. He also, the fire also consumed all the false prophets and Baal worshipers. And then Elijah got fearful and he ran up to the mountain after that miracle that God performed. Because they thought surely they were going to kill him. So he took off and he ran up to the mountain. The Lord said to Elijah, Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. And I was listening to the wind. And I kept listening for the still, small voice of the Lord. And then I remembered this morning what God said to me years ago. That God wanted to see me seeking him, even in my busyness. That he wanted to build my character as a godly man. And this was, this was a long time ago that God spoke to me about this. And just as I was listening for the wind, listening to the wind, and looking for direction from God, he reminded me about that. That though everything that is happening around me, through our busyness and our business, through our ups and downs, through the storms of life, through the wind, through the earthquakes, the fire, are you going to still be there? Are you going to still be there? You know, the wind blows everything away that's not tied down, not anchored down, or not rooted in. It blows it away. We saw that happening to a tent out here one afternoon when the wind came down through. And it picked the tent up, 
Even though it was anchored down, it wasn't anchored that well. Picked it up, twisted it, and destroyed it. We can think about this, and I want you to think about this as your lives. Your spiritual lives. Although things come, the wind blows to and fro. Solomon says, the wind blows to and fro, but nobody knows where it comes from or where it's going. There is going to be wind that is going to blow against you in your life. And you might not know where it's coming from or where it's going. But what matters is where are you going to be when it hits you? Are you still going to be there or are you going to be twisted and destroyed like that tent? And you know, an earthquake, when it strikes, it shakes everything away. That's not built on a solid foundation. Because if it's built on a solid foundation, it's going to last. But if it's on a shaky foundation, it's not going to last. It's going to be destroyed. We've all seen pictures on the news of what the wind could do. We've all seen pictures on the news of what an earthquake can do. Causes devastation. If the house is not built properly, it will just turn to rubble when an earthquake comes. And that's the same again with our spiritual lives. When the shaking comes, and the testing of your faith comes, are you going to still be there? Are you going to still be there? Or are you going to be destroyed with the earthquake, with the storms, again, of life? And fire. You know, fire destroys everything in its path, burns it up. All that is impure. You know, when I think of fire, I think of the refiner's fire. It burns away all the impurities. And it leaves only what is pure left behind. Especially when you refine gold. And that's what God is doing in our lives. That's what every day we're learning in our lives. And that's what you will go through as you mature as a Christian, or as you mature in life, as you go through life, because the wind will blow, earthquakes will come, fires will come destroying everything. But are you going to still be there? That's the question. Are you going to still be there in the end? And that's what God was saying to me. He said, the wind's going to blow. And it's blown. We can testify to so many things what God has brought us through. And it's only through God that he brought us through. Amen? This is the process that we all go through. This is the process that we go through as we get closer and closer to God. Even though it's painful at times, and you might not like it, it's the process. Processes, however you want to pronounce it. 
It's the processes. It's the process. It's the pruning. It's the pain. It's the, it's the times of stress. It's the times that make us stronger. Not only a spiritual process, it's also a physical process. We literally have to go through these things. Physically and spiritually. And it's happening now all across the world. It's happening naturally in the globe right now. And I'm going to tell you, it's not going to get any better. It's going to get worse. At least that's what the Bible says. And I believe the Bible. My question to you is the same question that God gave to me. Are you going to be there in the end? Are you still going to be there? Are you still going to be there? Are you for me or are you against me? This process that we go through is to make us stronger, is to get us closer, is to get rid of. The wind is to get rid of the things that can't, you know, that aren't supposed to be there. Wants to blow them away. Anything that's not anchored down in Christ. The earthquake is to shake whatever the wind didn't blow away away. To get rid of it. And the fire is what is going to purify you. So that way you can stand in the presence of God like Elijah. When the presence of God was going to pass by him. He went out of the cave of the mountain and he stood there. And he put his hood up over his head. And God passed by him. And then God gave him explicit instructions after that point of what he was supposed to do. He, was a, he went and he anointed three other men. One of them was his predecessor, Elisha. Are you going to be a man or a woman of character after God's own heart, like King David? Of faith, hope, and love, like Jesus, or like the disciples? Or are you going to be left? Or are you going to let the wind take you away? The earthquake destroy your life? Are you going to run from the fire that you got to pass through to be purified or be refined? Are you going to be a man of woman of noble character? Because it's in your DNA. Nobility is in you because of God who is in you. Nobility is in each one of us because of God. Because he who is in us is greater than he who is in the world. 1 John 4.4 4. Who will be able to recognize God's small voice? Who are you going to be? Who are you going to serve is what I wrote down here. 
or who are you listening to? That's the million dollar question, folks. All these things are coming. The world doesn't understand what's coming. And the world will reject what's coming. But we who stand firm to the end will be blessed. We who overcome. And we overcome by the blood of the Lamb. And the word of our testimony. We are overcomers. Because Jesus Christ overcame. Who made us overcomers. Amen. Amen. So Father I just thank you for this day. I thank you Lord God for your word. I thank you Lord God. That your promises are true and amen. And I do pray. Lord God and, my, and I know my wife prayed it this morning in worship. That Lord God you would open our ears. That we can hear that still small voice. She said it this morning herself. That we would be able to hear that still small voice. That we would seek it. Even in the midst of our busyness. Even in the midst of a whirlwind. That we would be able to just stand still. And know that you are God. That we would be able to stand our ground. Not wavering to and fro by every wave of doctrine. Not being afraid of the earthquakes. That shake off all that's not supposed to be there. But Lord God, that but we would rejoice and be joyful in it. That we would take joy because the joy of the Lord is our strength. And I pray this for this day. I pray, Lord God, special blessings again on these fathers. That they would be strong. That they would be men of noble character. Because you who is in them is of noble blood. And you've made us noble blood. You've given us an inheritance. And Lord, we thank you for that. And we give you all the praise and honor and glory. And we pray this day your blessings. Amen. Amen. You guys have a great day.